0: where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matsky convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, zip up your leather pants, slap on the clown paint, and don't forget to eat something light as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. great
1: Another- Glorious episode of Monsteropolis, Woo. a podcast about anomalies, legends, and monsters. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove. I've left the lights on. I don't think it matters. Um, I'm joined as always by my pal, drinking Italian sparkling mineral, mineral water. Yes.
0: Mark Matsky. Yes. Brought to you by Kirkland Signature.
1: Kirkland's. Proud sponsor of...
0: It's a product of Italy. Wow. <laughs> Just so <you> Exotic. Exotic. <laughs> I don't, it's only from Italy and nothing else touches these lips. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, when did we last do a show? Seems like a long time
1: ago. I don't know. I well, we missed last Three week. Three weeks, maybe? Could it All be right. that long? We're just going through here trying to figure out. Okay. We had an email from Aiden who showed us his uh, Bigfoot Stole My Beer t shirt. Oh, yeah. Um. Yes. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning. It wasn't the first Bigfoot slash supernatural podcast I started listening to, but I really love the friendship between you guys that shows up on the episodes. Lots of laughs. I will keep this brief and give you longer email for when you do the listener mailbag episodes. Those episodes are, they'll come whenever we have enough mail. So send, send your letters at, at any point. Um. That's great for us. Uh, we got we got this one from Justin. It's a long. Oh yeah. Long one. Yeah. Do we want to go through that now or Oh, you know what's funny? I read this. I saw this while we were on the trip. And it's interesting he, pr- he brings up something that Adrian had brought up to me before, which is this um how the disciples thought Jesus was a ghost oh, yes. or a spirit, how quickly yeah. they went to that, which right. what does that say about people at the time and their acceptance of ghosts and spirits sure. and the supernatural. It says a lot. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And it's not the only time in the gospels. Right. that It happens either. Yeah. In um, the Greek, that word for ghost is phantasmo, which I think is way better. The best. Yeah, yeah. That's way better. <laughs> that needs to be the name of a movie. It does. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was a good letter. Uh, an interesting thing.
1: So, um, real quick before we move forward, When this comes out, On the Trail of Bigfoot, The Journey is coming up. uh, Well, this comes out tomorrow in audio form Monday. So On the Trail of Bigfoot, The Journey will be out on Tuesday. Um, You can buy it right now on DVD and Blu-ray through smalltownmonsters.com. And it's already available for pre-order. And it's on the bestseller list on iTunes, despite the fact it's not out yet, which is kind of cool. Um,
0: A lot of pre-orders, that means, right?
1: I, I don't know, because the thing is with iTunes tracks their charts starting at 200. So oh. how do how many do you think you have to sell to get in the oh, top no. 200? Yeah, <laughs> like uh, what I've always found with bestseller lists is really you only have to be selling a ton to get into the top like 20. Beyond that, it could just be that a bunch of people bought bought it at once. It could be like 10 copies that were bought at once, and because oh. it's updated hourly, you can hop onto those lists. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make Whatever it any works. less fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, on the trail of Bigfoot, The Journey comes out on Tuesday, and uh, you can watch it. Uh, reviews are the biggest thing you can do to help it. Um, especially, we don't bring this up enough. IMDb, I don't know why this is, but like the most negative crowd seems to hit the IMDb for every single STM movie. So most of the STM library is below or right around five stars out of 10. Mm. on IMDB. It just seems like they get slammed by by uh negative Nellies. All the
0: what's that word? east
1: Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. All the
1: cinephiles. The cinephiles, yes. Uh so um so yeah, go on there and leave a review for it and, and any of our movies. That's the that's a great way to help our stuff out. Um Amazon especially. And the movie will be available on Amazon, Voodoo Google Play, iTunes, obviously, um, Fandango Now. I forget. They sent me a whole list. Mm. It's a big list. Microsoft Store, so Xbox and all that kind of stuff. Oh, the reviews have been really good so far that I've seen. mm -hmm. There was that one that I sent you guys where the yeah, the Boston Globe, Boston was pretty cool. Globe, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, they didn't get into like whether or not they. I guess what it seemed like they liked it. They didn't really say it was a weird.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I got the impression that the reviewer was pleasantly surprised. Mm. I mean, it was more of a lifestyle yes. column yeah, than it was, it was a movie review. Right. But still to be mentioned. In the globe. In the globe. On a movie that
1: costs like $8,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the movie comes out on Tuesday. We'd love for you guys to watch it and let us know what you think of it. Um, if you watch it and you have questions or comments, you can send them to MonstropolisMail, or you can, we have an Instagram page, we have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter, you can send us thoughts and comments at those avenues. And squad, if you're a YouTube member on uh, our, our YouTube page, you can go watch this particular podcast. And I'm trying to think up something to do to coincide with the Journey's release, but I don't know what it'll be yet. Like I was thinking of like some sort of squad cast or something where we reminisce about the making of the movie and show clips or something. But we're also neck deep in the most insane release schedule we've ever had. And we're about two months behind editing wise. So uh, I've bowed out of every non film project for the remainder of the year. So I'm out of all future hauntings episodes. You won't see me on hauntings for a while. Uh, I jumped out of Paranormal Unexplained a while ago, but the most recent episode of Paranormal Unexplained, the one that went up yesterday, best numbers the show's had so far. Oh, nice. <clears throat> so now we'll see what happens when the next episode comes out where Santino, Adrian, Heather, Courtney, and Aaron <laughs> analyze the PDF because I'm assuming oh. we're going to get annihilated in the comments uh, from what I was yeah. hearing. And it's a very controversial yes. episode.
0: I've gone in the direction of hate equals love, mm. or at least <laughs> hate drives views. Which yes, you know, I guess bring it on in that case.
1: Yeah, I've kind of pulled off of um, deleting comments. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, I'll comment back because I'm usually <laughs> right. not the one being being hit. But um, I'll comment back occasionally. Uh, but yeah, YouTube crazy place.
0: It is the wild west. Wild. Something. Um, you know, speaking of the Twitter, yes. I, some I um, posted the Journey faces poster. Yes. And somebody today asked if those would be available. I said For I don't sale? know, huh. but if, check on smalltownmonsters.com. So and see if there do ever people like up there. that poster? They must. Okay. People seem to.
1: <laughs> it's like I commissioned that poster. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> I commissioned that poster and then the initial poster did I send you the initial poster where it was yeah. just me like towering over the man it looked like yeah. an eighties action movie. Um it's like kaiju Seth. Yeah, it was so over the top I couldn't <laughs> actually go I, I had the the artist make some changes. And then once it was finalized, I was like, have we gone full blown like paranormal celebs in doing this? Like I couldn't uh, I got all self conscious no, about I, it. I
0: would say no because I mean, for sure, nobody knows who I am. So it's like the the celebrity potential would be somewhat limited. I mean, they would, I think, recognize you and Alex. Yeah,
1: Alex is the Adam and I
0: are sort of just these guys staring out. <laughs> you you just look you. so happy. I lo- I'm squinting, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. It's like so bright. Somebody put on my Twitter, you know, serious mark. I felt like saying, not really. I, I'm doubtlessly it squinting. It was the- bright there. The bright adirondack sun it's been
1: almost a year since we went isn't that wild are we doing do you want to do we got some questions on on instagram is that this episode or what are we doing
0: that's a, we, um, we could do that
1: this episode and then
0: yeah let's do that all right and then let's next episode that.
1: we could hit the email and talk about
0: chicago or chicago. something chicago <clears throat> Okay. Yeah, I have questions about Chicago. Yeah, I any food-related questions? Ah, believe man, it or not, you're gonna be disappointed.
1: I oh, think. Oh no! There's, all I can tell you is there was at least one, there was at least one Chipotle meal, which oh kind of lets you in on what was going on. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. We got so I put a call out on my personal Instagram for questions for the show. So so most of these questions are kind of like geared at like fun. Fun. Hey oh, guys. Fun. Fun. <laughs> so we don't want to have fun on fun. this show. Um, Bigfoot Anonymous asks the scariest story out of Medina County.
0: Do you do you know uh, of any stories out of Medina uh, County? I, yeah, I would say, I would look. I would rely on you first. So Ma- Medina
1: is, is home with okay. the River Sticks Monster. Okay. Um, is um,
0: is Doylestown in Doylestown Medina? Doylestown
1: would be Wayne. Oh, Doylestown's... Yeah, about 10, 12 minutes to the south. Okay. So Rogues Rogues is yeah, down what that I was way. Thinking. So there's two there's a couple things I'm aware of in Medina County. And actually, you know what, I bet that map has some stuff. We should have done this before starting oh,
0: recording. Oh yeah, the big one.
1: <laughs> uh there's so River Sticks Monster, of course, which is our local Medina County Bigfoot, famous Bigfoot. Um he roamed the River Sticks area, which is just what is it like north? Slightly north? I don't know, the direction from Wadsworth, which I've taken you there a mm-hmm. time or two, I believe. Yeah. Um, really cool series of Bigfoot sightings that, that took place over the course of a long extended period of time. I don't think it was I don't think it was as nailed down to like one specific era as like Minerva, which I think is kinda cool. What's what um you know, the sightings are pretty mundane. It's like people see something going up the creek or Uh, crossing a road, there were a lot of road-crossing sightings. What's really cool to me and kind of bolsters the believability of those sightings is that they kind of disappear around 2001, which is around the same time that that area really started getting heavily developed. Mm -hmm. And there's no that I'm aware of. I don't think there's been any recent sightings for a while and they've kind of tapered off. And that's because that whole area has been developed. If we moved into Wadsworth in 2013, since 2013, the area outside of town is unrecognizable compared to when we first came in. Like it was, we moved here because I liked the, it felt like the country in a small town. And now when you drive out of town, there's developments everywhere. And, um, And most of them were not there when we moved in. And that was only, what, like seven, eight years ago? So it's.
0: Bigfoot saw the yuppies coming in and said. It's like, there's a
1: Starbucks. I'm (laughs) piecing. Do you want me
0: to get that map real quick?
1: Yeah, if you want to grab it. The the reason is that I know that. So there's a cemetery here in Medina County, maybe even just in Medina. And Adrian was telling us about this. They have their own, like, witch legend. So I'm kind of curious if we can turn up more info on that. Just on the fly. I mean, I'm sure. See, the thing is that this is one of those situations where I'll go, I'll edit this out, and then I won't edit anything out. <laughs> yeah. And so we have we have a huge map with, like, all of Ohio haunted locations and strange. places yeah, there's mostly, a, that's a lot of Bigfoot stuff on there. Mostly Bigfoot. Is that, Medo- is that River Styx area? Yep. yep I see right Rogues
0: Hollow. Right there. They do have, there's a haunting... That's I think River that Sticks too. For haunting up here, Spitzer B and B. Oh, I see. Spitzer okay, well B and seventy one hitchhiker.
1: Yes. Okay, let me let me throw another one out there. River Sticks also has a haunted mausoleum, or um, I'm not even call, I'm sure if you'd call it uh, a mausoleum. It's a grave that was dug under the ground, and it's got bars on. The the basically it's the River Stick Cemetery. Have I shown you that cemetery? Do we drive by? There's like a little mausoleum there, and paranormal groups go in there all the time and like investigate it. It's a tiny little cemetery, but apparently very haunted.
0: So here I think grave. it is in the Medina. Okay. Medina County Myrtle Hill Gem and oh Cemetery, <laughs> <laughs> the haunted gem. Gee. Dude, that's terrifying. <laughs> it was really scary. And Crybaby Bridge. Yeah. Crybaby oh. Bridge up there.
1: Huh, we got two Crybaby Bridges within like 20 minutes of each other. Well, actually, I mean, there's a Crybaby Bridge in Canal Fulton. You can just toss that on the ground if you want to, and we can figure out. Oh, you're going to actually look it up. So as long as you're looking it up, the other thing I want to mention is Wolf Creek Tavern, which happens to be Adrian and I's uh, go-to date night spot. It's in Norton. It's one of the oldest buildings in the area. Um, Built in the very early 1800s, like 1830s, um, but also notoriously haunted. um, Has a really interesting past. Um, It was, let me think about it. It's been a hospital, like a TB hospital, a children's hospital. It's been, um, I believe it was a jail at one point, all sorts of different stuff. So it's got a really cool past. Um, Today, it is just an amazing restaurant. So I really strongly recommend anyone coming to the area go eat at the Wolf Creek Tavern. It's uh, it's it's usually pretty like it's not packed or anything. Where we like to go there on saturday Saturday nights when we go. Oh, and one of the waiters, um, we were there the last time we were there, which was on our anniversary. Uh, our waiter had he like waited on our table, and I noticed that he had uh, Pawlowski's Eyes of the Mothman tattoo. Tattooed on his arm like a whole sleeve of the eyes of the mothman poster. I was like, what the heck? So like I asked him about it and he he ended up pulling up his sleeves and he had full sleeves on both arms like Bigfoot UFOs like everything. So he's a huge like cryptid fan. Didn't think he had seen any of our movies. So he was going to go watch them on Amazon Prime that night. But um, (laughs) huge cryptid. Wow. Wolf Creek Tavern notoriously haunted. I don't know how scary it is. Mm hmm.
0: Worth the potential frights. Mm-hmm. For the food, yes. Um, <laughs> get their
1: their burgers are amazing, but it's not Ooh. the kind of food you're thinking either. It's really interesting. They they kind of change up the menu every season. Um, it's not just straight
0: taverns. Yeah,
1: I would say it straddles the line be- between really like upscale fancy food mm-hmm. and then just like bar food, mm. and it's really cool. So like when we go there, yeah. Adrian gets the brie. And I get a Bavarian, this huge Bavarian pretzel. <laughs> so, like our appetizers alone kind of clue you into what kind kind yeah. of food it is. You can get like like salmon, you know, it's like crushed pecan or whatever, or you can get like this the wings. messiest burger and yeah. wings. Yeah, sounds great. Oh, it's really great. So it's super cool, <laughs> um, but it's haunted. So that's my answer for <laughs>
0: right.
1: for that question. Uh, Michael David Strayer. Who you recently had some involvement with? Yeah, I sure did I don't know if we're sp- supposed to talk about the secret elopement
0: <laughs> no um, it was a pretty open secret,
1: yeah no, uh I didn't say this either i I haven't said it, but just huge congratulations to to Michael um, and to all the moth boys for being a part of it. Um, it was a blast was I, it yeah, it really was fun
0: because <clears throat> you know from my perspective. There's weddings that are fun and mm-hmm. there's weddings that you just are gutting it out to yeah, get through that's every and go wedding home for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this one was just completely fun from beginning to end. And part of it was you know, I got to hang out with moth boy Harvey mm-hmm. and sort of live in his sphere for a while, yeah. which was awesome. And um, just hang out with the moth boys. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was my first visit to Chautauqua. I was going to say,
1: yeah, did you stay the night and everything? Yeah. Oh, man. Where'd you
0: stay? At uh, the Maple Inn. Okay. Did you try to get in touch with Peter? No. No. It was very... Our boy. In and out. Our boy, Peter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Very tactical, you know? I went in, did the job. Cover, you got airdropped. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Michael Michael says, why is West Virginia the best place in the world for cryptids? I don't think it's the best place in the world for cryptids. I think it's the best place in the world, period.
0: Ooh, I wondered if that's where yeah. this was going. Zach and
1: I had this discussion when we were filming there. Um, we were filming it at... Um, so what happened is, I don't even know if we talked about the Dark Sky reshoots on the show. I don't think we did, because I think that was oh. before we, we went. Yeah. But... um. Which I have to talk to you about later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Maybe we can go, we could go hang at like Rising Grind for a little or something if you want to do something. I don't know how long you have, but um, anyway, um, let's get through this episode quick. So, (laughs) anyway, we we were there. uh, Aaron got super sick in the car. So I'm pretty sure I didn't talk to you about it. No. So we were supposed to be going. Okay. So we had one day in West Virginia. We did the cave, we did all Mm -hmm. that. And then we were supposed to leave and go to New York and interview. O'Brien I can't. Christopher O'Brien Did he um, get
0: bit by a spider or What happened? we don't know he
1: got super sick in the car it was like motion sickness he got violently ill and we had a five-hour drive okay. ahead of us and I could see from looking at the GPS that what we were dealing with at that point which was those winding West Virginia mm-hmm. roads was that way the whole way up to New York yeah because there were no there were no interstates we were taking back roads the whole way yep. to get where we were going
0: Be ridge running the whole time
1: so I basically just called an audible canceled the interview <laughs> um we got a uh, we lucked out i called we just happened to be in davis when this happened we were on our way to new york so we had stopped in davis because aaron had thrown up at a gas station oh, man. and um then he threw up again while we were, <laughs> we were in davis mm. and so i called um what is it blackwater falls yeah blackwater falls state park i called their lodge asked if they had any availabilities they did not because the lodge was closed but it turned out they had like a massive deluxe what they call the deluxe cabin available and we could check in right then so i just booked a cabin we went to blackwater falls which was right down the road aaron immediately went to bed and then we just kind of hung out for a day it was Mm -hmm. not your typical stm shoot i was like filming b-roll um aaron was sleeping uh zach took a nap Uh, And then I took a nap at some point because I had a migraine. And and when I woke up, Shannon and Aaron had apparently gone off with a some sort of app where they were trying to find—I don't know—we've talked about it before. I can't remember. No, no, it's like (laughs) it's that thing we talked about on the first episode of Hauntings. Yeah. They were off doing that, and um, oh, we shot—we shot a lot of B-roll around there. Some of it's in in Mm -hmm. the movie. Um, And then the afternoon we did the Skype interview. Uh, But anyway, I went off the rails with that. That. The point I was making is that Zach and I were standing in the lodge checking into our cabin and I said something about as great as Washington was, I feel immediately at ease and like at home in the state of West Virginia, maybe even more so anymore than Ohio. And, and he was like, yeah, I think it's my favorite state. And I was like, yeah, I guess it's mine. And so like, uh, yeah, West Virginia to me is just the best place for everything. And it is a great place for cryptids, but You can't stop at cryptids. You've got massive UFO waves and all sorts of haunted places. It's got everything I love. And it's just gorgeous. Like Blackwater Falls. I've never been to Blackwater Falls. Beautiful. Yeah. Like absolutely stunning.
0: The footage from there is amazing.
1: Did you, um, do you have a comment on this?
0: My comment on that, I guess, is that there's some insightful things that are said, I think, directly to this topic in Dark Sky. Mm. And I think that it's, there's things Heather says... There's things that Susan says Mm -hmm. that speak directly to that that I thought were really um, very thought provoking, Mm. just about um, like people's attention and what they spend their time doing when they're in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. I think there are some cultural reasons why people are observing the world around them and not a screen. Dark Sky comes out August third. Yeah, it was just. uh just said. I'm really excited about that. Are you? I have to say, I think that that's gonna. It just as it, it offers some, uh, I don't want to say new takes, mm-hmm. but it offers some fresh takes for people who are interested in
1: UFOs and the unexplained. We get asked a lot if we're ever going to do anything with like Stan Gordon or like the Chestnut Ridge area again, and to me, this feels very much like a, a spiritual sequel to Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. I think maybe even more so than the West Virginia movies that it kind of like builds off of. Um, Mike Ann, what one thing on your adventures has blown your mind? Mark? <laughs> I wonder if it's the same thing for both of us.
0: Um, the very first thing that popped in my mind was the nest site okay, on the Olympic Peninsula. Mm. I mean, that you can see the pictures that were taken of me around that time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I looked the way I was thinking. I mean, my mind was just sort of... The circle was going around and around and around because mm-hmm. I was blown away by what I saw and experienced. Yeah, and the whole story behind its discovery and um, how it's been taken care of since—that <laughs> was a mind-blowing experience for me.
1: Um, yeah, I was gonna say the Rialto Beach. <laughs> oh yeah, oh sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, if we're talking strictly paranormal, I guess it would have to be like the Rock Throw and the Scream. But it's hard, like, the Nest site, I was so caught up in, like, trying to get the footage and interviewing the guys that I couldn't, I felt like, I felt, I think I said this, but, like, for me, it's been more of, like, after the fact of everything kind of, like, sinking in. And I think even more so when I get into the footage and I'm editing it, that'll really hit. But, yeah, Rialto Beach, I wasn't expecting it to be that beautiful. And I think that's why, like, the whole thing just felt like I was on another planet or something, so... You know, for me it's always gonna come down to locations, probably. Sure. I mean, s- short of like an actual sighting of something. Um I will say that something that happened to me in Chicago was kind of mind blowing. <laughs> like I that was like one of those scratch your head moments mm-hmm. which we can talk about. Um Moth Boys podcast. If you could be one Jim Carrey character each, who would it be? Jim Carrey character. Dang. Mm. It's definitely
0: not Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fun! Yeah, you do whatever til you, till you want. <laughs> uh, wrestling women. Yeah. Um, oh boy. The Riddler. Mm. Maybe the the guy who can't lie. Yeah. Liar, 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 or, liar.
1: Um, t- I I like lying. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I gotta go Riddler. I like Riddler. Oh my goodness! You know he's intelligent. He's got a wacky outfit. I remember really liking that movie when it so, came yep. out. You know what I I remember loving about that movie were the Happy Meals.
0: Oh yeah,
1: Happy Meals were great. <laughs> um, in the Bell Witch, um, Red Sequoia Dawn on Instagram asked this. Oh, which I believe is Christine. Is that right? Yeah, Christine. Uh, in the Bell Witch, how did you do the artwork that resembles lithographs slash engravings in books? Um. So Adrian did – there's two answers to this. Adrian did the ones that looked like the portraits of family members, which I think it's just two images of Amy uh, slash Betsy Bella, different points in the film, and then one of Tom. Adrian did those, and then the lithographs, the one that looked like the engravings, they are the engravings. They're the the illustrations from the original book. Oh, wow. So um, that's what we – that's who did those I can't remember the artist's name now that I'm talking about this um yeah I mean the whole movie is supposed to feel like someone's reading you that book that's why that's why um, the narration is just that's just passages from the actual book uh, Bigfoot Society are elect are e-bikes awesome yes yes they are I'll tell you what's not awesome are the battery the battery lives are not great that's been my biggest issue I rode mine all the way out to my sister's house in uh, north lawrence which from wadsworth is about a half hour car drive from here um it's maybe 18 19 miles and mm. um i took it all the way out there and by the time i rolled in there i was on e on my bike so i had to charge the bike and then the battery wouldn't charge and then my sister ended up having to put the bike in her van and drive me home later so oh man they're they're a blast like the one I have is is a blast but it's also the one I have isn't really meant to be ridden that way it's not really designed to be ridden all the way you know like 20 miles away it's kind of like supposed to be and about town yeah it's like your bike you ride around town yeah um that isn't gonna stop me I'm gonna keep doing it but Ellie (laughs) my friend Ellie is really strongly suggesting I upgrade to like a moped. But I really like being able to pedal. Like I like being able to mm-hmm. have that hybrid kind of thing. So like I actually pedaled the whole way out there. I didn't. I didn't really use the throttle throttle at all except when I was in town. But they're they're a blast. I strongly How many recommend batteries it. Do you have? I have one, and I'll tell you why. This is that was my my solution was like, well, I'll just buy another battery, mm-hmm. and then when I get there, I could swap to the other battery. Eight hundred dollars for a new battery. Wow. So it's over half of the cost of the total bike. Uh huh. It doesn't make any sense, no. but my that was going to be my solution was kind of like get a battery. Then mm-hmm. I started wondering, what if I got like one of those power source things like a Jackery? Could I plug that into my mm. battery as I'm driving and at least like maybe use less battery life? Or or could I just charge that off the Jackery mm-hmm. when I get to my, I don't know.
0: Or you could buy another bike for Adrian <sighs> yeah. and say, honey, I got you a bike. Yeah. Then then I steal Hope she it. Never yeah. uses Hope she never Yeah. She never uses it. <laughs> Just take the battery with you. Happy Rupo. anniversary.
1: <laughs> I took your battery. Um someone asked what is your witness interviewing process? Um do you want to t- t- take this one as someone who's been there for a lot of the big interviews, like witness interviews. Sure. What is our what is our interviewing process?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean not to be super basic, but first of all it's determine the witnesses that you're gonna talk to. Mm-hmm. Right? And there, I think as much as weird as it sounds, as much work goes into probably that end of it as the actual interviewing process. Right. Because it's always important to us to make sure that the people we're speaking with are credible. And so there's some vetting that goes along with that. You know, it's typically suggested to you by somebody that we that is known to both of us. Right. So that it's just not, you know, throwing open a open audition. Anybody who wants to talk about anyone who wants to throw their story at us. Come on the come on the film. So, you know, once we have that locked in, I think it's a matter of communicating with them ahead of time a little bit to get a sense of what their story is so that it's not just right there in the moment. We're learning Mm -hmm. what's going on. But then I mean a feature of most of the interviews that I've been a part of or at least been around for is there's I think a generous amount of time that is given to most of our interview subjects so that they can unspool the whole story. Mm -hmm. And that often, I mean, often what takes place and this it's the same for counseling, by the way, that a person will tell you like story a, and then you'll ask them some questions about it and they'll fill in the blanks. And then if you just leave a little bit of space at the end of that interview process, they will often bring up like, oh, and there's one more thing that I wanted to mention. And oftentimes that's the most interesting thing that they have to say. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of that has to do with the interview subject in the moment feeling a sense of um, being comfortable with the person who's asking the question and that it's okay for me to be talking about this. They kind of hold back or hold out on giving you the whole thing until they reach a point where they feel like, okay, I can... It's all right for me to share that in this venue, which is tough because you know they know the cameras pointed on them, and that this is probably going to be used in the film if it's um, appropriate to the subject matter. But I think that that's that's something that typically, you know, you give to the sub the interview subject is enough time to really let everything that they want to say get out. I mean, rarely have we had to rush through an interview in order to. To get somewhere else you yeah know, we'll often sacrifice on the end of letting them have that time that they need and um even to the point where we'll ask them you'll ask them you know is there anything else at all that you want to say and some people take advantage of that and some people have said their piece and they're they're done i
1: um I, i've been editing Rugeru, so there, some of the witnesses on that were real nervous because mm-hmm. Heather did such an amazing job of like putting together our list for that movie, interview list, that a lot of those people, most of those people, have never been interviewed before. And um, one in particular, I think his name's Roy. He's my favorite interview on that movie, maybe one of my favorite interviews, period. But mm-hmm. um, he had a story about seeing something when he was a kid, but he was so nervous just cause we had the cameras on him and lights and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And he's, he's like, we're sitting there, it's hot in the house. So he's kind of like sweating. We're all sweating. Yeah. And, um, I knew he was going to be nervous. So I kind of like skipped over the whole, what's your name kind of stuff. They just started rolling. They were rolling. And I skipped over that and went to right, re- right to like, um, just kind of like conversing with them. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've started doing is kind of like, um, I'll ask people even if it's totally unrelated. If I notice someone's like real nervous, I'll I'll try to go to questions that don't have anything to do with like the paranormal or any of that kind of stuff. I'll be like, "What's your favorite memory of being a kid?" That was one I kept asking on RuGuru. And I don't think I'm going to use their answers necessarily, but I think it, I can I can pull things from that to use in the interview. Oh, I got a really cool one in there from a lady named Elizabeth who uh, is Native American and she grew up in the uh, Homa tribe and she was remembering her first day of school mm. at the white school and the kids made fun of her and all this stuff and she went home and said she would never wanted to go back to the school and her mama told her we don't that's not how we do things we don't quit you go back there and that's how you'll sh- you show them that you're not gonna back down and I thought that was such a cool story mm-hmm. and I, and it was also that <clears throat> that story did such a good job of illustrating how sort of resilient people from that area are because i think they grow up it's not exactly a it's not habitable land Mm -hmm. like it really isn't it's they got constant flooding they have hurricanes hitting them every year um and and (laughs) in your backyard you've got alligators like hanging out sure so uh i thought it did such a cool job of illustrating the resiliency of those people but i got that just by asking her like you know, like, what what do you remember about being a kid I don't think I asked her like what was your favorite memory for him for Roy I did and he talked about playing with his brothers and sisters in the in the woods and that led to a really cool quote about how <clears throat> kids today they sit in front of screens and when he was a kid it wasn't it wasn't um, get into it, it wasn't get inside if they were Wait, maybe I'm saying that wrong. It was get outside, get inside. Like their punishment was you gotta go inside. That's oh. what it was. When they were kids, it wasn't if they did something wrong, they were just told you in. you gotta stay inside.
0: That's interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. And um and today it's kind of the opposite of that. So it was just a cool quote. And but that's one thing is just putting people at ease. And it's been that way going all the way back to Minerva and probably before that to um writing for the newspaper. Because I'm nervous In those situations, probably in some cases more nervous than the person I'm interviewing. And I I've talked about it before, but I think it was really uh, like locked in for me on this Chicago trip. I'm like, I have severe, not severe, like social anxiety, but I am like the older I get. I don't know if it's that I do so much work alone in here or what, but I feel like I get more and more nervous around people I don't know. And so it's like one of those things where i maybe I'm able to communicate with them so well because I, I'm in the same position. Like I'm nervous talking to you, you know, person I don't mm-hmm. know. So yeah, feel free to be comfortable being yeah, yeah. nervous around me. Sure. Um, so that's, yeah, our, my approach is just to let them talk and try to get them as comfortable as mm-hmm. possible. And we end up in really cool, I think a huge part of this that I left out is that the interviewing process isn't just me, it's every single person in that room. And I think if one person, because I've seen this, if one person in that room screws up, they can ruin the interview as well as I could actually conducting the interview. If one person on the crew were to do something that would make the person uncomfortable that can last through the entire interview. And I would say 99% of the time the people on our crew are able to conduct themselves in a, in a way that puts the witness at ease. And, and Zach, like during that Roy interview, when Roy actually was like, sorry, he had to stop for a second. He's like, sorry, I'm, I'm just nervous. And Zach was like, Zach was like, dude, if it was me, I'd be, I'd be way worse than you. He's like, you've got cameras and lights on you. It's Mm -hmm. hot. Yeah. It's like just knowing... Just able to relate to him on that level. I think the crew has to be able to do that too. Right.
0: Right. Now, on a couple occasions, you've had to basically persuade witnesses who had agreed to be interviewed Mm -hmm. to actually sit down and talk, right? At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, uh, Howie Caton bailed the day of. Um, I mean, we've had... So I mean, even if they've said yes and like they're there, sometimes you you still have to kind of convince them that it's okay. So, I mean, what do you usually do in those
0: situations? Like, just know. just what talk. Do you,
1: yeah, it. I think like it well, with Howie, I was more. I don't know. See, that's what I'm kind of like saying is like my. I don't know today that I would be as as brave about just being like, hey man, just do. It. Like back then, I th- I think because I was still writing for newspapers when we made Minerva. Mm-hmm. I think that constant communication with people outside of my inner circle or whatever mm-hmm. kind of like keeps me on my toes I and see. able to interact with people a little bit better. And so in that in that situation, I was like, I was pretty much like, let's do this, man. It's going to be great. Yeah. We're going to... Yeah. And his wife helped me a lot too. Like his wife was really pushing him to mm-hmm. do it. Um, and I'm trying to think, there's been other ones though where we've... It wasn't one of the Mays yeah eddie and that's my dad more than me because my dad i brought i brought my dad and um my dad and eddie hit it off and we were the first people that eddie had ever done an interview with but um yeah the um there's there's not like a trick to it the actually like the biggest trick or not trick but the biggest asset you can bring to documentary work is being able to talk to people and make people comfortable Mm -hmm whether or not you're comfortable doesn't really matter. Like it's part of the job. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah. I think our crew is interesting because so many people on the crew are Zach and I are not like social people. Mm-hmm. Like neither of us, we both have some anxiety issues, that kind of stuff. But then we have people like you who are like really good with people. Heather's really good with people. Uh. And so it's all balancing act mm-hmm. yeah. as far as like, I could definitely see in my head situations where, um, if I took the wrong or if I took the crew members who were all kind of like in that yeah <laughs> antisocial camp <laughs> like it might not work out too well yeah. but I'm sure we'd find a way at the same time oh, yeah to make it work
0: yep yeah I mean with me it's just a it's just a learned skill mm-hmm. now, some intuition but it's not it's not really my nature to go chat up people I don't know yeah but I've learned how to do it so yeah I, that I kind of see myself because I don't have a camera in hand usually as one of the things that falls to me is to make sure that person stays comfortable. If we're doing other things, right. Doing, changing a setup or changing in a location, just engaging with that person to make sure that they don't feel like they're being lost or neglected. And that's
1: super important because the, the setups always are more, there's more work that goes into that even once the person arrives even if we've got things set up. Yeah. But even more so if we're just arriving at a location we have to set things up while they're standing there. Mm-hmm. So having someone there who can communicate with that person cuz I'm usually and
0: in the midst of it. trying to they're help just, set up. Right. There's too much going on.
1: Yeah. So it gets a little crazy. But um yeah that's a cool question. I a lot of those little like intricacies of what we do, I kind of forget you don't think about it. Like it's I I was on um, Tate Hieronymus' podcast, Mm -hmm. and we talked about filmmaking or whatever, and there's a lot of questions he was bringing up that I was like, I just don't, I'm not used to even thinking about some of that stuff. You know, like lighting. We don't talk about lighting and sound setups on shows ever or anything. Like, we just don't talk about that stuff. That's all stuff that you kind of like, we've learned over time, and you just, it becomes almost like muscle memory. Like, I kept thinking that watching Dave and Zach set up because we, we had we we needed to talk about the disaster that happened immediately upon reaching our first shooting location. Okay, when we get to the next episode, Maybe we'll lead with that. Yeah, because there's a lot of challenges that hit us with that trip immediately, and just watching the way they dealt with stuff, it's like having dealt with as much as we have over the years, and even Dave, who's only been on three shoots, and this was his third shoot. Like they just fell into like getting stuff done. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool okay um that covers it for this listener I like this we got to do more listener q a's pretty cool yeah yeah send in um maybe we'll do it next time and do it a couple days in advance so there's more time for for questions to Mm -hmm. accrue but this seemed like a decent number of questions that's pretty good yeah and we only opened it up on instagram so next time we'll do it on twitter and stuff too yeah um monsteropolismail at gmail.com leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts I don't even have the iTunes podcasting app anymore I realized oh really yeah I'm like pretty much solely Spotify or the only show I listen to with any regularity is The Complete Guide to Everything and I'm a patron so I listen to it on the Patreon
0: Uh yeah so
1: okay anyway leave us reviews (laughs) To watch a movie uh next episode of on the trail of hauntings might be dropping next week which means there'd be two stm productions coming out in one week episode five of hauntings which ha- it does have mark in it yeah. and andy um seminary at a seminary, at a seminary fittingly um Santino was telling me the uh, b-roll on that episode was especially good so he said he had as much or more than he did on mansfield so i'm kind of stoked about that um, but that is going to be my last hauntings for a little while least till i get caught up on stuff which won't be until after the end of the summer but become a squad member we're doing a lot of fun stuff on there you can watch the show uh in video format if that's your thing but i think that does it for now all right peace out